0: To the Great Unlearn, join me, your host Cal, as we dive deep into understanding and undoing the programming within us. Let's find your inner truth for a life with newfound purpose and freedom. Get ready to question it all in the Great Unlearn. And so we begin. Uh, I've been—it's <laughs> funny. This is the first episode of my new podcast called The Great Unlearn, and. Uh, I've played this introduction over my head several times, and even this one where I thought about what I was going to say and thought about talking about what I was going to say. And there's just really kind of no easy way to get into it, so um, so we've begun. You know, today my intention is to share the why behind um, this podcast, um, what I'm hoping to accomplish or share, the things that have had an impact on my life, the people that have had an impact on my life. I want to bring them on, share these experiences with the listener so that they're able to maybe gain something from the resonant stories that will be told. You know, as of today, I've already recorded uh, eight podcasts. Um, so my solo one here is actually my my uh, ninth one. Uh, and it's a little bit odd because it's just me. I'm used to having a little banter here, but uh, you bear with me. I have some notes off screen here that are, are help guiding me. And, and and you know, to be fair, I had written out this entire podcast and something just didn't feel right. Uh, it sounded okay, but it just wasn't as authentic as I wanted it to be. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's very fitting that today I sat down with one of my brothers, uh, Purangi, and uh, through the conversation, he literally touched on everything that I had written about that I want to talk about today, and he talked about it in such a, an eloquent way. He's able to articulate these concepts quite beautifully, and for me, it was like, I can do this, it's within me, and I also got his blessing, uh, which, which, believe it or not, meant a ton to me. Um, and help give me the confidence to go forward and share this this message, this podcast with everyone today. But yeah, and so I'm excited, certainly a little bit nervous about it. But before I sat down today, I'm like, "What the who fucking cares?" Like, let's have fun with this. Uh, don't take shit so seriously, dude. Like, this is a freaking podcast. You know, if you blow it on this one, you just delete it and you record another. Like, no big deal, right? But with that in mind, I also wanted to be prepared. And so in doing that, I reached out to a good friend of mine, Carrie Dahl. Um, Some of you know her as Carrie Pataski, and I was on her podcast, The Inner Circle, this summer. And, I mean, if you listen to it, you could just tell Carrie is an amazing storyteller. She knows how to get people... To where they can really open up and listen. It's not hard to crack me open. I'm 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 ready to roll, right? And so it was pretty easy work for her. Um, but I asked her. I said, "Carrie, how do I do this? I don't know what to do. I don't like the idea that I'm sitting here, quote unquote, talking about myself." She's like, "How you're not okay? Like you're sharing your vision. You're giving people an understanding about what what what's to expect for the upcoming podcast, right? And share some stories about your life." and some themes that are important to you, and so again, full disclosure, like I think what you're gonna what you're gonna recognize in this podcast throughout all the episodes is that there's none of this kind of behind the curtain bullshit. It's listen, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so I called on the people that do right, and so I asked Carrie. And so today I'm gonna talk about some themes that are important to me. I'm gonna tell a few stories about myself, right? So thanks to Carrie for that. Now, also in preparation, I sent the transcript and again I wrote this out. I've been working on it for like a week because I want it to be good. You know, I want it to have an impact. I want it to actually tell the story. I want it to be on brand for what the great unlearn is. And so I sent it to one of my best friends, Dave Regula. I said, dude, like I don't need proofreading or anything like that, but like just read this and does this I mean he knows what I'm trying to accomplish here, you know, the, the doors that I'm trying to open, the space that I'm trying to hold for myself, for the guests, for everyone. I said, just give me your thoughts, and he immediately writes back. You know, I'm busy, but I'm on this. I know you want to record it today, so uh, I'll give it my attention. And what's he do? He says, listen, start off with a story. You know, like this. I really liked what you wrote. It's awesome. I was pulled in. But start off with a story. So I mean, right now, shit, I'm five minutes in. I haven't started the story yet, um, but I'm gonna get in. Uh, I'm gonna get right into this with the story. You know, on Dave's suggestion. So thanks for that, Regs. I think the most appropriate story for me to begin with is really the event. If I could pull a single event that had the greatest impact. On this kind of awakening for me, right? The Great Unlearned is kind of, it's kind of an awakening. It's an awareness. It's it's so many things. Um, that's going to be hard for me to articulate it within this one podcast, right? But you're going to see common threads throughout in the, the themes that I bring up today. They will be brought up again and again, and there'll be several others, right? But there was a moment where my life really changed. And uh, some of you know this story. Um, and, and some of you who are just listening for the first time and are, don't know me, you know, it happened t- two years ago, October 1st of 2017. I was in Las Vegas with uh, one of my best friends, uh, Adam Burrish, and he and I were at the Route 91 uh, Country Music Festival. And if you recall, um, that was the, the night of the 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 shooting, the massacre. Like, I mean, it's described many different ways. It was obviously a horrible, horrible thing that happened here in the United States. Adam and I were at the concert during the Jason Aldean portion of the show. And um, to be honest, I was getting ready to leave. Um, we had started early, we were in Vegas. It was football season. We started with the cocktails, a little bit of cannabis. Like it was, it was a long day, right? So uh, here I am. I'm like burr, like I'm tapping out, I'm gonna go back, take a nap, <laughs> yeah, it was like nine nine thirty, and uh and then we're gonna uh meet up afterwards, right, we'll meet up with the guys, and uh he's like, yeah, no problem, okay, hey, let's just watch this one one song, right, you stay for the one song, let's grab a beer, we'll chill, and then and then you can go on your way, so we roll up to the uh side of the stage. And watch whatever song I don't remember which one uh Aldine was playing, but listen into the song, and then all of a sudden um we start to kind of peel off it's like time to for for me to go he's going to go grab his beer, and we start hearing this noise like pew, pew. it was it was as if um the best way to describe it is as if there was a live uh, like live electrical wires that were hitting um you know, something metal. It was making all these noises. And it was, as as you recall, probably like he had some sort of setup on his, his, his weapons that made it fire extra, like multiple rounds per second. Right. And so we don't know what's going on. We're still kind of walking uh, unsure. At first, frankly, my opinion was what the fuck? Like, I actually thought it was fireworks at first. I'm like, this is fucked up. I can't hear the song anymore. Like, I was pissed. It continued. And I was like, okay, that's not fireworks now. Something else is going on. And so we just, I guess intuitively, just went in and found shelter. And we ended up behind the row of tour buses. It was between the tour buses and the stage. And we're huddled back. there. There's probably, I don't know, 80, 90 other people back there. And we're just taking cover. We don't know what's going on. We know that someone's shooting. We don't know if it's multiple people. Uh, We don't know if it's a terrorist attack. We don't really have any details except that some shit's going on, right? There's somebody who's with our group um, back there who's been hit. It was like he was hit in the arm or something. He was okay, but he was bleeding. And so we knew that there was some gunfire. So here I am. You know, Adam and I facing each other, crouched down, huddled up. And, um, you know, it's funny. The details, you know, as it gets further and further into kind of my past, they it's I don't remember all the details. Um, but what I do remember, um, I remember sitting there thinking that At any moment, someone could come around the bus and we're defenseless. There's no one there, you know, no one there to, to, to defend us, protect us. And, and um, I wasn't scared. Um, and I don't say that from a macho, like I'm a tough, courageous dude. It's not that at all. It was, it was really remarkable how everybody, with literally the exception of one person, one person was kind of freaking out which is fine, like no judgment, but like for me, I, um, you know, I was calm, everybody was calm and I just, I, I, I literally just surrendered at that moment and, and understood that this could be it and there was nothing I could do and, um, I just really made peace with that. Um, and again, I, I don't think I was the only one who had that experience, um, but then again, I can't speak to anybody else's except for Adams and he didn't necessarily have that same experience. But for me, it was really the first time in, in maybe the only time um, where it was that clear to me um, that it could be it could be it. Uh, and so could imagine that when, you know, fast forward eight, nine minutes, when the shooting, the shooting stops. Um, they've subdued him, you know, killed him, he's killed himself again i I don't even remember those details um we We leave, and it it sparked something in me. It evoked something in me um that I wasn't even aware of until almost a year and a half later. it occurred to me what started me on this path of trying to figure out why the fuck I'm here. You know, because I think like a lot of people, I had lived my life um, according to certain rules. Um, And, you know, again, like a better way to put that is something I heard today for the very first time in my podcast with Purangi. He talked about these agreements that we have. We swallow these agreements when we're young, when we're old, whenever. We, we, we start to believe these things, right? One of my agreements that I believed was that if I go out and I achieve financial success and do all those things, then I will be fulfilled. Like, that is a life worth living. That's what you're supposed to do, you know, um, and I believe that very deeply um, for a long time, and I think a lot of people do. And I don't blame anybody for forcing me to swallow that agreement. That was something that I took on myself. Um, but what came to me in a very clear vision soon after that experience was that here I was potentially not moving on in this in this life, right in this existence. And I was unfulfilled. And how the fuck does that happen when I did all the things I was supposed to do, right? I followed all the rules of those agreements um, that I, you know, quote-unquote, swallowed back in the day. And so what happened for me is it, it sparked um, this journey of of this kind of existential inquiry for me, this really deep inquiry. I'm like, okay, I need to find out why I'm here. You know, and it, it you know, again... I used to be a guy who thought like, "Oh, that's what? What a coincidence! That's so interesting that you know I ran into you." It's like, no, it's. I don't really believe that anymore. I think people come into your life, things happen um, when the time is right. Um, and I forget who the who the um, the author of this quote is, but and it goes, I may I may totally jumble it up, but it's to the effect of. Um, the teacher appears when the student is ready. I'm not, really not even sure why that brings up so much emotion for me, except that I've had so many amazing teachers since that experience two years ago that have had such an impact on my life. And again, it's really the, the, the genesis for why I wanted to do this podcast. I want to share these people. I want to share their gifts with the people I know, with the people I'm just meeting, with the people who just listened to this podcast for the first time. Like, you know, I do believe everyone has a story and I believe that we can learn from everyone, you know. And I just happen to have, you know, been fortunate enough to to have relationships with people who are exceptional in these areas. Um, and so instead of just telling people, you know, I have to tell my friends, you know, I'm trying to describe a guy like Parangi to my friends, Yeah, you're listening and listen to his music, but like, it's, he's so much deeper than that. And so it was such an honor to have him on the podcast today, you know, and to be able to share just a little bit of him, um, because, because it comes through in the way he shares his story. Um, and it's really, for me, it's about having these people share their story in an honest way with integrity. Um, you're not going to get any experts on here, and if you do, it, it's only because they're willing to open the kimono and talk about the dark shit that they've dealt with. Um, you and I don't need somebody who's made a bunch of money and has shown themselves in a particular light that that they're, as, as Bill Burr says, you know, behind museum glass to be admired and, you know, not touched, like, I'm not interested in those stories because I don't think there's truth in that. We all have our shit, you know, and so for me, it's it's like how do, you know, my job as the host of the podcast is to prepare in a way where I'm holding space for my guests to share that story, you know, Um and in the beginning it was a little challenging, like to to be honest, like I I'm thinking it was my podcast, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I should show everybody that I know what I'm talking about, right? So we'll kind of talk 50-50. And it's like I soon learned, like, if that's the case, you're gonna hear way too much of me and you'll get sick of me. So so with the exception of this podcast where it's a hundred percent me, like I've really tried to step into the background um on the podcast and and when appropriate, step in and just try to have the the guest uh, maybe articulate something in a way, maybe dumb it down for, for some of the audience. Or for me, like, I, you know, some of this stuff, um, you know, I have Ryan Friesinger on. I totally fuck his last name up. But I, you know what, Ryan Friesinger. Sorry, Ryan. Fuck it up. But um, he's one of the, the, the smartest guys I've ever met. And so to have him come on and, and you know, it was... It was a it was a, a bit of a challenge, um, because I didn't want to uh, interrupt him too much, but at the same time, I had to I had to take into account the audience, right, the listener. Um, and so, anyway, that's a little bit of a you know what, what I think. What you're also going to find it, it, it's it's my um, I'm not a linear thinker. Um, And if you've ever had a conversation with me, something that I'm deeply inspired by, I go down rabbit holes and I go off on tangents and I won't apologize for that. That's who I am. If you came here looking for that, just hang in there. I I think you're going to be okay with some of the tangents, but um, full disclosure, that's kind of how I roll. So um, again, unapologetically. But anyway, so the great unlearn. You know, again, I'm trying to figure out a way to articulate it. And I think Parangi said it perfectly. It's It's about taking these agreements that we've swallowed, pulling them out and undoing them one by one, unlearning, right? Taking those agreements and not throwing them in the cave or in the pit, right? Like seeing what they are, right? This agreement I made that I was supposed to make all this money and then I would be fulfilled. Well, a lot of good came out of that. You know, like, and so it's not like, you know, fuck that. None of this is black and white. This shit isn't binary. And for so long, I lived in that world. Um, And so I only say that from experience, but like, I I really want people to consider that maybe there's a gray area, not just in a few things, but everywhere, right? What I loved about what, what Porangi said was, there's actually gradients of color, right, and so it 's like it 's not like as he said it's like that 's not like that red is the most beautiful perfect it 's the only red that we should honor. There are plenty of shades of red, right, and so if we can start to see the world right as as non binary as not black and white as not yes or no, right or wrong. And I think we open ourselves up to some, to, you know, to to being empathetic to others, and in what happens when, when we're empathetic, we're more connected, right? And for me, that's a a high value of mine. Um, if you know me, uh, I think you recognize that um, whether it's physical touch through the hug, which I I, I absolutely love, um, or it's just being with someone and holding space and having that conversation, is something that um, really lights me up. Right. So anyway, the great unlearn, um, I had another title that, that I had for, I mean, shit, it was like four or five, six weeks. It was called working in, you know, and I think that could almost be a subtitle. And, um, that's going to come up, I think quite a bit throughout the course of the podcast. Um, the guests that I have on, because, you know, working in is something that, um, was a new concept for me. Uh, you know, I was, I think like a lot of people like expending a lot of energy. I was always doing, I was always trying to accomplish, achieve, you know, working out. Like I was trying to hit those numbers, um, get super fit. It was all about output um, and the beauty really of working in and, and a, a real nod to Paul Check um, for this. Because I know it, it's been around before Paul, but Paul really brought it, I think, to... Um, to the consciousness of a lot of the people that I know and that's where where I learned it but it's really about increasing the amount of energy that we have in, in our system right because if we're to expend energy it needs to come from somewhere and so it's these different practices a lot of people like to call them biohacks or whatever right it's meditation it's getting in cold water right cold thermogenesis it's sitting in an infrared sauna it's being outside in the sun with your shirt off bare feet you know, in the grass, um, drinking structured water. Like, it's it's these things that give you energy so you can what? So you can work out as hard as you want to. So you can have the energy to spend time with your dog Lenny or your kids or your wife or so you can show up at work and have a full tank, right? And if we're always, as we say, burning the candle at both ends, that's not honoring that system that needs to be replenished. And so again, working in is not the title that I stuck with. Um, but it felt really good for a while. There's just something that wasn't there. Um, and and the, for, for another time I'll I'll talk. You know what? I'll talk about it right now. The the title, um, The Great Unlearned came while I was deep into a Joe Dispenza meditation and um one of my brothers that I'm working with is doing a lot of the, the the behind the scenes work. He's an amazing creative, Kevin Booth. While I was deep in that meditation, came up with that. And he's like, what do you think about this? It was in, you know, he was in a bunch of the texts that you had. I sent him a list of like words that were really evoking stuff in me. And he came up with the great unlearn. I was like, I fucking love it. And it was, you know, the fact that it was birthed while I was in this space, and he even said himself, he goes, I'm feeling kind of loopy tonight, and this is what I came up with. It's like, and it may take you a few podcasts to really wrap your head around what this type of energy is, um, but I'm hoping that I can share enough of these stories through my guests um, that you'll start to understand that Coincidence isn't necessarily always what's going on. Um, so anyway, rabbit holes again. With um, the three concepts, uh, again, I wanted to just lay out today. Uh, one is this idea of of this maximization versus optimization, right? Right. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time from Teddy Roosevelt is that comparison is the thief of joy. Uh, And then I'm going to wrap up with um, my idea, my thoughts around um, really only speaking from direct experience. Um, And I hope that that comes out again and again and again through this podcast, through the subsequent podcast, through the guests I have on, um, yeah, we may talk about something we're reading um, and we may have some curiosity around that. But by and large, it's going to be people coming on and talking about their direct experience. Um, and I think with that, what you get is a lot more of a human connection. And I think as a listener, I've always appreciated, um, you know, I listen to guys like Kyle Kingsbury and, and Aubrey Marcus on their podcast. And those guys, they bear it all. And, and they ask the same of their guests and, and they've been a real inspiration for me as I've gone forward here um, because I don't feel like there's any other way for me to do this. There are plenty of other podcasts who maybe do it differently and they do it great. It's it's not what I'm called to do, right? I, I, I'm i an experienced guy. Um, you ask my brothers like my brothers from chicago like i'm i'm the one who is actually i'm trying to go out have the experiences come back report to them like hey try this try that like don't do this don't do that like i'm okay being the guy the the, the wedge breaker so to speak um in fact i love it um and so i really have taken that on as my mantra almost right like just you know put me in i'll go out there and do some and blocking and tackling and come back and you know with a full report about um, you know, where each of you are at with, with these different protocols or, you know, wh- whatever it may be, right? But anyway, like maximization versus optimization for so long, I lived in that experience of maximizing, right? And if I could just hone in on a couple of examples, like training, you know, physical training, working out, uh, mostly through CrossFit. Um, and then really the, the, the close cousin of that was nutrition, right? Cause those things kind of go hand in hand uh, for a lot of people. And for me, like wh- when I'm in, I'm really in, like I I'm, I'm all in. Um, it's why, you know, my friends and my wife, Peyton loves to, drop this on on me when I go all in. She's like, that's just typical," And it is, you know, that, 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 or that was, that has been my nature. Um, I've really worked on trying to, uh, be nuanced around that approach, right? When to actually go all in. Cause there's a time to go all in and to maximize and there's a time to not. Um, but for me, like I was super focused on my training, you know, I'm 40 years old, 42, 45, whatever, right? Like I'm not training for professional hockey or anything like that. I'm training for life. You know, that's what that's, that was my kind of mantra. I'm training for life. Um, And so with that, I really pushed to try to get as much as I could out of my physical potential. And so, I click up 95, 96, 97. I'm using some hypothetical percentages here, but that's what I was going towards, that full potential, right? And when you do that with nutrition, like it's no booze, it's no sugar, it's no processed foods, it's eating super clean. And I was all in on those categories, right? And so if you've ever been in that kind of mindset, especially around those areas, um... Maybe you recognize that the other areas of your life, let's just say uh, hypothetically there's eight other areas, those areas really suffer. I don't say, they're not not hanging out at 90%, they're down at 50, 55, 40, 30, right? I'm talking about your connection to your wife, to your kids, to your pets, um, to your mission, like you get so or uh, again i got so caught up in reaching my maximum potential in these areas um and to be fair like i was in phenomenal shape and my health markers with the exception of my testosterone which was shitty which is important but you know all the other health markers with the way i was eating was they were all really good right and so again it's not um it's not black and white that you sh- shouldn't do that. It's just have an awareness. I didn't have an awareness. And so I was so focused on this. And and what happens right? when you get focused on that and you get really good at it, you have a little bit of mastery around it, what happens? You get a lot of compliments, right? You get a lot of people buttering your nuts, telling you that, dude, you're fucking jacked. Like you look really good. Like, oh, you're so disciplined. You're not eating that cupcake. Like, oh man, I wish I could be more like you. Like. You get all these things, and what are they doing? They're just inflating the ego, right? And so what does the ego need? It needs more. It fucking needs more and more and more because it's unfillable. Right? That ego, it, 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 for me, it really took on. And I'm not saying I'm walking around like a complete egotistical dick. It's not, it's not that sense of an ego. I'm sure there were times when I did, but it's more about that part of you that, that needs that external uh, validation, right? And if you've ever um, been in the grip of that, you know you will never get enough, whether it's likes on Instagram, right? We all know when we start to turn our, our attention that way and we look outward, Right for approval, we're kind of fucked. Um, and so again, with that in mind, um, I started to back away. It wasn't because I was like, Oh, I need to change this, it was because again, something happened two years ago. I was in Vegas, I needed to change, I needed to take care of myself. I happened to uh kyle my 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 buddy Kyle Kingsbury introduced me to Ryan frisinger, who is like a a guy who you know does many things, but one of it is he he returns you to you know your baseline health he gets down to the cells and really tries to heal you and so in doing that, I had to back away from all my training. I was fine with it, like I was a little bit spent on it. What happens after that is I start to soften, physically start to soften, right? I'm not working out. I'm really working in and I'm trying to take care of my body and letting these protocols take so I don't want to trash my system with, with, with really intense training. Well, along the way, my whole sense of being, right, changes. It literally softens, as my body softens and, and the muscle starts to leave me, you know, and again, listen, to be fair, I still have muscle, right? But, but over the course of several months, I lost 20 pounds of muscle that I didn't need. Um, but, but through this experience, I feel this softening, right? And again, I'm, I'm introduced to working in practices. But what do I do with that, Right. Do I just go in there and start to play around and enjoy it and be present with them? No, I still have that old programming where I need to be the best at meditating, at getting in the cold plunge, at doing the Tibetan rites, at at fill in the blank, right? I mean, there were any number, infrared sauna, um, again, being outside with the shirt off. Like There were probably 15 to 20 things that over the course of a few months that I was introduced to and I was trying to do them all. Right? And I was doing them with that white hot intensity that I really, uh, that really ran my programming. Um, and so this mindfulness stuff, right, was really being done mindlessly. Now, I could be very critical of that uh, and say I wasted my time, but, but I actually didn't because the beauty of me doing all those things is I actually got pretty good at the mechanics of them. And in getting good at the mechanics, I started to figure out. Okay, well, this is a practice I really like, so I'm going to do this a little bit more. And I'm not going to do that one because I don't really like that. I'm not really called to do that. And I started to listen to my inner knowing, right? And rather than have the schedule, which I did for a while, what I was going to do every day, right? I would just wake up and say, okay, well, today, what what do I feel like doing? And then I would just do it. And if I If I had an expectation about something and I didn't meet it because I, you know, I didn't get that 20 minute meditation at the end of the day, I let it go because who fucking cares, right? Like, why do I want to beat myself up about that? Like, what good does that do me? Um, and so I really started to play with these concepts of letting go, right? Self-forgiveness. Um, and, and I'll talk a little bit later on about how self-forgiveness really lends itself beautifully to self-love, which, which is a, you know, arguably the most important component, I think, for us to be able to fill up our cup and to be able to share that with others. Um, but anyway, I'd say within the last seven, eight, nine months, I've really tried to look at everything through this this 85%, this kind of, we call it the Ocho zone in my group, right? It's, it's named after our, our buddy Greg uh, Booth, who when we were all balls out in CrossFit, he'd just come in and go at 85%. You know, so he got the nickname Ocho Cinco, which, you know, we shortened to Ocho. And um, we're like, Jesus, man, he doesn't really try that hard, like (laughs) shit on him. Not surprisingly, his hormones have never really been affected. Um, And so he was on to something. But but really, I'm trying to overlay that concept into other areas of my life. And and, and if I'm being honest, it's been really an amazing experience for me um, to let go of this maximization mindset and really work towards the optimization and, and, and really optimizing, right? And, and again, I'm using hypothetical 85, right? But I think 85 feels good for everybody, right? It's like a B, B plus. Like if you're there across the board, like that's a fucking good life. That's a present life. That's a life that I want to live. Um, and again, I know my experiences as I try to develop mastery uh, without awareness, um, it can get out of whack for me um, so I'm just you know just try to be, stay very grounded in that um, and just and just be present again in that in that kind of ocho zone so anyway on to um, again maybe maybe my favorite quote just because've I've lived it for so long or I, I've lived yeah in many ways you know this th- this idea that comparison is the thief of joy um, and I think a lot of us are are beholden to that idea that we need to compare ourselves to the guy next to us, right? To our friends, to our colleagues, to our competitors. Um, and how do we stack up a, in, a, in a lot of ways? For me, it was, you know, I was a trader in Chicago I was a trader for 18 years and arguably really successful, you know, and I was, you know, I felt like I was a really good trader. I had really good presence there. Like I, I, um, as my friend Dave Shearer likes to say, like it's 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 not all about making money. It's about having that risk-adjusted return, right? Not taking a lot of risk, but having that bigger return. Um, and that's something that was instilled in in our whole organization through Will Hobart um, at WH Trading. And so I'm grateful that I got to learn, uh, kind of learn the ropes from Will. That was one of the many things. And, and Will will be a future guest. Um, I'm really excited for that. But uh, but anyway, again. Um, back to this idea, um, again, like more money equals more happiness, more things, uh, more status. You're more lovable. It's it, it all comes back to that agreement or those several agreements, you know, that I took on at an early age in in my teenage years, in in high school, college, as a trader. Like it happens throughout our whole life. These agreements that. That we unwittingly agree to, um, and for me, uh, being in that paradigm, you you can't win because once, as soon as you look at the guy next to you and you, you know, do better than him or you make more money or whatever the metric is, right? You lift more than him. There's another guy who's lifting more than you, right? There's another guy who's clean and jerk is twenty pounds more than you. So it's just. It's again. It's back to that. There's going to be common threads. It's external validation, right? We're looking outside of ourselves for that peace and that recognition, and that I'm good enough. I'm worthy. I'm worthy of love, you know. And so, uh, these things, right? When, and, and again, to come back to this idea of this gradients, right? there 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 is a right relationship you can be with looking at the guy next to you how he's doing things right if he's doing them better than you right maybe he is making more money than you let's try to figure out what he's doing differently and you can learn from them but like if 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 you're only deriving your self-worth um from the outcome of something that is largely out of your control uh, especially as a trader there are so many variables um, or again, physical fitness. Like if, if you're looking outside of yourself for that piece, you're fucked. And again, I say that because I, I was on that treadmill, right? And and it's, it's being in the right relation. Okay. This is going to happen with the podcast. Like I listen to podcasts that I don't like, what are they doing that I really like? Like, I don't care, right? I hope I don't start to care how many downloads they have like that's not what's driving this for me like i want downloads because i want the message to be shared i think it's a worthy message but if i'm chasing downloads i've lost my way and so again it's it's about checking in with that comparison paradigm you know um i think <laughs> this this i had an experience in july Um, and my dog Mona is at the, just at the door. I know, sorry, you can't come in, honey. Um, I went to this amazing retreat in South Africa this past July. Um, it was called a track your life retreat. It was put on by Boyd Vardy, who was going to be a future guest. Um, and so here I am, it's an, it's a pretty exclusive retreat. It's expensive to go there. So, by nature, expensive means exclusive, right? Um, and so, I'm surrounded by people who have had a lot of success. There's a couple guys who sold, had great exits at Silicon, in Silicon Valley, like, that's a lot of money. Like, let's just be honest here, right? Um, and so, I, here I am. I've got Boyd and his sister, Braun, who are who are holding space on the coaching side of the retreat, and then we have, and they're amazing. They're incredibly um, well trained. Doesn't sound, it just doesn't articulate what they're, they're. They know how to hold space in a way that makes me want to be a better coach and connect with people better, right? Um, so, totally inspired by the way that. You know, they would take our. you know, here we are, we're looking at around like we're kind of all broken and they would just pull these gems out of us. Right. That we could kind of build upon. And so just so grateful for their ability to do that. Um, and then we go out tracking, you know, we're on the game reserve tracking animals. Uh, yeah. Elephants, rhinos, uh Lions, like the real deal, Holyfield, and uh, we have two of the best trackers in the entire world, and Alex and Rainius, right? So here are two guys that are complete masters at what they're doing, right? And now I've got my 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 fellow re- retreat uh, uh, retreatants who have done amazing things, right? And so it's like it, f- an opportunity fraught with uh, the chance for me right, to start to look around and compare myself, and I fucking never did it, you know, and and it was at that moment, I had never felt as connected to who I am, to my true nature, to my being, as I was during that five-day stretch, and I think if you talk to any of the guys that were there, they saw in me someone who could hold space for someone else and listen and not give my opinion about what was going on for them, but just hold that space and maybe reflect back what they were really needing to hear. Um, but it 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 really in and, in and, and in fact, during a one-on-one session, uh, Bronwyn said to me, she's like, "Do you actually this may have been amongst a group, but nevertheless, it's not important." She said, is it do you feel that you need to do stuff?" to, um, not to have worth, but to like, to have an impact, right? You need to like be doing stuff and I thought about it. I said, I guess, yeah, I do. And she's like, well, I, I do too. And it's something that I'm working on, you know? So she shared her experience, right? She connected with me and was like, she said, Cal, you don't have to, you just can just be, you can just be there for people. <sighs> That was a big one for me, because again, I've always felt like I've had to do I've had to do these things, whether it's to be liked or to be loved or to be respected um you know my wife Peyton and i we we had another wedding ceremony um a little over a year ago, and it was amazing right and 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 that's for another podcast but um you know we moved through a lot of shit going into that, and um, I really thought all that needed to be healed was healed and um, you know it was kind of just going along and, and and really just loving my time with her um, and and have been uh, until and, and again, um, nothing bad's happened, but we I want to share a story about um about healing for me, and about how I thought I had moved through some of these constructs, right some of these agreements um, and maybe I had intellectually moved through them but i hadn't hadn't resolved them you know within my deep within my soul within my really my inner knowing and so um this this happened a few months back at burning man um and if you 've never been or you don't know what it is i'll link to that in the show notes but it 's really it's quite a transformational experience. Um, worse the opportunity to have that and for us? It was amazing, um, and we look forward to going back. But, but anyway, we're uh, we're out one night with the whole crew, having a great time. It's like midnight, twelve thirty, one o'clock, and Peyton's. You know, and the night's just starting to get rolling. You know, that night we wanted to just kind of stay up till sunrise and see what that experience was like, and. He's like, you know, I'm just not feeling well. Um, I'm going to go back to the tent, <laughs> our, our beautiful tent, we go back to our tent and I'm going to rest, take a little nap. You stay out with the guys, have fun. And then, um, uh, uh, you know, we'll hook up later. No way, no how for me, right? The old me. Yeah, absolutely. I would have taken her up on that. I would have gone out, stayed out with the guys. And, and And she actually really meant it. She wanted me to stay out, but for me everything in in every cell in my body said no even if i if if she wants space and to be by herself i will respect that i'll sit outside the tent or whatever but i'm not spending a moment away from her um and if i have to go back cuz i was feeling great like not tired if i have to go back and just watch her sleep so be it i'll watch her sleep i just want to be in her presence and um and that may seem like obvious that that's how it's supposed to be, but it it just wasn't always like that um and in fact, for a long time it wasn't like that. it was about me um and so for me to like not have to talk myself into, oh, just go do this, it's the right thing to do you should it was like no like i'm i'm you're not leaving my sight and I'm so grateful that I had that. That feeling within me, because what unfolded from there was something again, some of the deepest healing I've ever experienced, and and it it goes something like this: like we're lying down on our shitty air mattress in our sleeping bags with a little shitty light on, and facing each other. She's got her eyes closed, and I'm awake, and so what do I do? I can't help myself, and so I'm like rubbing her face and you know, petting her like a dog or and we just start talking, we just start sharing and, and, and she says to me in the sweetest, most loving way ever all I ever wanted was for you to love me. Love you love me like you did. We're new but just love me. She's like, I love all the stuff that you've provided. All the things, they're great, I'm so grateful, but I'd live in this fucking tent with you if it meant that you just loved me. Holy fuck. And with that, with those simple words, I was able to let go of this idea that I need to provide things and opportunities and experiences and houses and clothes, cars, like that I need to show up that way, that I need to achieve to be loved, to be liked. And it was like, again, this was one of the biggest agreements that I had swallowed. And with those words in that tent... With my heart wide open and ready to receive it. And she said these words to me before. But I wasn't ready to receive it. I didn't believe her. I didn't believe that I was worthy of that. I didn't know who I was. I thought I still had to provide. And when you live like I did, it's never enough. Not because of the people you're providing for. It's because you can never provide enough because someone's providing more of that stuff for someone. And again, as much as I thought I was resolved of that comparison, I was still deriving a lot of my self-worth from what I can provide. And so anyway, um, it was such an amazing experience for both of us you know, we shared a lot of that inner truth and we were both so receptive with our hearts open to receive it. Um, and so even if you think you've got it all figured out, there's always room for more. Um, and what's ironic, uh, is that actually wasn't me getting all the way through that kind of sense of, of, uh, providing, you know, maybe it was for Peyton and and my family, but um, we got back from Burning Man, and that week I got back, I, I un, completely unprovoked. I got a text from one of my best friends. I referenced him in the beginning, Dave Regula. That literally, when I just think about the text, I don't have to go through what was shared in the text. I was literally just on the Peloton thinking about what I was going to say today. I thought about the part where I'm going to talk about this text and I started to fucking cry during my ride. It left such an imprint on me that I'll never forget how this made me feel. You know. And so, just to give a little bit of background and context, I am a giver. You know, I do like to share, whether it's an experience like this um, or the podcast, um, what I have in abundance, I really wanna spread it around. Um, I think people that know me, um, they know that about me, right? And uh, this really, it started when, you know, this is one of those agreements that I swallowed that was really beautiful, that I had people, um, we didn't grow up with a lot, but I had people that showed up for me and provided things that, you know, maybe mom and dad couldn't provide in opportunities and a set of golf clubs or, or whatever, Right. And that made such an impact on my life. And I never forgot their generosity and how that made me feel. And so I've always wanted to really carry that forward, right? And share that. Um, and so it's something that I, I, I take very seriously. Um, but what I recognized after I read this text was that a lot of my wanting to be loved And feeling worthy of love was still wrapped up in my ability to provide. And so, without trying to um, paraphrase the text, um, because it won't do it justice, Uh, I'm simply going to read the text. It's going to be really challenging for me. But bear with me, please. More importantly, glowing reviews on your time together with pay. She talked to Lauren, who's Dave's wife, today. I'm really happy for you, man, deeply. You guys are amazing on your own, and even more so when you are lighting each other up. I hope you're feeling as full as she is. Now, I've been meaning to tell you this since Idaho. Idaho, we had um, my best friends all came up to Idaho, and we shared an amazing time together. The decompression and the jump back into stuff here almost distracted me enough to forget to tell you until someone, maybe Turt's, he was in Idaho uh, with his wife, Kelly, uh, in an old text, you know, Terts had said something in an old text, not sure what it was, but I love you. We love you. The whole group from Idaho. You do a lot for us. By hosting and taking care and responsibility, you've got the means and you use it as the most generous person I've known ever. But I've been thinking that I want you to know, you may already, that I love you regardless of anything you've done, will do, or have. I just love you, man. And I speak for all of us, I think. I don't want you to ever feel like you need to or have to do these incredible things for us if it all went away tomorrow and we just grabbed a burger in Cleveland, the love would be the same. You would be the same to me. Cool? Just wanted to let you know. So I love you, brother. I'm really happy for you and pay. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, who does that? I mean, that's... Those are the people that I'm surrounded by. You know, and part of the reason for this podcast is to challenge you, right? It's an invitation for you to find people in your life, in your tribe, build your tribe, be intentional, find people like Dave and Terts, and Greg and Kyle, right? Find these people and show up for them, you know, and demand that they show up for you. And if they don't, that's okay but don't settle for anything less than what I just got. That deep love, that grace. I mean, again, I just think about the text and I get emotional because it released me of this notion that I need to do things to be worthy of love. And I don't think that's uncommon for us. You know, I'm not all the way through it, but I'm a fuck of a lot further down the line than I ever was. And it's because the experience I had with Peyton, and it's because of what Dave shared with me, you know? And so, you know, I hope people will, you know, I hope we all will use that as like, this can be you too, you know? Like, ask more of yourself and others. You deserve it. Fuck. I've never felt better. Okay. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to take a little drink. I want to move on to the last sort of theme. And that's this idea of only speaking from direct experience. Um, And again, none of this is binary, right? You can talk about things that you haven't had direct experience with, but just understand there's a certain truth to something where you've had experience It's your truth. It may not be the absolute truth, but it's your truth. And if we can just understand that, and we, again, that's why it's such a big concept for me, because I think it, again, allows empathy amongst all people. If we can just understand that we're all having our own experience, even though we forget that, right? We think everybody sees things. I think everybody sees things through my eyes, right? Because that's the only way I've ever seen things, And I think we get caught in that sleepwalking and thinking that everybody should see see things the way we do and it's just not the case. We all are having our own experience, right? And within that experience, we have our own truths. Um, And so if we can honor that, right, and speak about those things, right? Again, that's what this podcast is about, is to bring those people on to talk about their experience and what the truth is in that experience. And maybe that's something that resonates with you or maybe you disagree. But I would hope that everyone would just honor that we all have different opinions and different truths, right? And so, you know, it's not to say that I, I'm I'm not willing to, you know, go back and forth on in the comments section about something that, you know, where where there's a disagreement. But I hope I'm not trying to convince you to believe in my truth because it's simply, it's simply my truth, right? Um, and so my invitation for the guest, right, and really for you too um, as the listener, but my invitation is to share openly, you know, to share authentically. And as you can see how I like to show up, to share very vulnerably, you know, and um, to get in as as my, you know, one of my best friends, James Fitzgerald, uh, some some of you know know him as OPT he talks about the shitty shit shit, you know, and he's usually referencing some just ball kicking workout. But I think it applies in this case. Like the shitty shit shit is like when we talk and share that stuff about us that we're not necessarily proud of, right? The more we get that darkness, right? That darkness inside into the light, the more we start to understand that we don't have to carry that anymore. we don't have to be ashamed of it. It's something that Others, right, if you have brothers like I do, like Dave, right, and Kyle and Noah and great like, you have these brothers, they'll hold that space for you, right? And they'll love you. And you can get that stuff out and you don't have to be ashamed of it anymore. And I think you're going to recognize that people are going to come on this podcast and they're going to share that stuff. Um, and again, it's an invitation for you as a listener to start to try that out in your life, Right. Um, another thing that Fitzy likes to say is, and this is really could be a subtitle for 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 this podcast. It's opening the kimono, right? It's just sharing, right? Again, sharing very honestly and openly, right? And really unapologetically. Um, if there's if there's really one thing that separates James um, from anyone else I know, with the exception of of my mentor. And brother here in Austin, Joe, Aragona, both of these men are unapologetic with their honesty. You may not want to hear what they had to say. They don't fucking care. They live in integrity and they share what is their truth. And it's hard for people to hear. And it's been hard for me to hear sometimes. But the more time I spend around both of them, the more I summon the courage to speak my truth, right? And the more I do that, the more I let go of these things that I, I'm trying to hide from. Um, and so anyway, grateful for both of those brothers um, and, and showing me the way and really being unapologetic with that honesty. Um, so anyway, um, there's another quote that I, that I want to share um, That again, it's so funny, like as I was preparing for this solo podcast, these things kept coming to me, right? And I was listening to Kyle on a podcast and he said this Bruce Lee quote, and to be fair, he kind of fucked it up. So I, I, I looked it up on the internet just so I had it right, but it's beautiful. And it goes like this. He says, knowing is not enough. We must apply willing is not enough we must do right so there's a big difference there's a big gap between knowing right knowing about something and then actually doing the thing um, and again I think this ties in with this experience piece and in my again my invitation to you. Is to take what you're learning in, you know, the books you're reading, uh, the podcast you're listening to, the seminars you're going to, the retreats, whatever, and put them into practice, right? Take them out for a test drive. Stay with them. What works for you? If it works for you, put it in your box. That's one of your things, right? And then when you're called to do it, do it. Um don't hold yourself to some shitty standard like I did, right? And if you do at least get, you know, get the reps in so you get good at it, you know, but but again like I've gained so much personally from just listening to my inner knowing, my intuition, like what works for me, what am I called to do, right? And so if if you can take these things that you're learning, right, and put them into a direct experience for yourself, you're going to see, you're going to have your own truths around these things. Maybe transcendental meditation isn't the meditation for you, right? Maybe it's some guided meditation. Maybe it's a walking meditation. But if you if you don't try it out, you don't know, right? You're just taking someone else's word for it. So uh, my... My, uh, my offering, right, is for you to start to take these things in your, you know, in, into your own practices, right? And so you have, like I said, your own truths around this. Um, and again, remember, we're all different. Whether you want to go with the fingerprint analogy or the snowflake analogy, like we all have a different experience and a different truth. And if we can just start to honor that, right? Just a little bit. um, I think there will be a lot less resistance amongst people. Um, And so I offer that to you as well. I think through some of these practices, it's just a natural progression of things. Um, But again, it's not to be overlooked, right? So anyway... In closing, I had a question the other day from, from a friend and she's like, so you're doing this podcast, like what's the, you know, what's the, basically the funnel, like what are you offering people besides these conversations? I said, I don't really, that's a great question. Um, I might have retreats. I feel like that's something that feels really good to me. I love being with people right? And sharing these and have, right? Again, allowing them to have the direct experience with the different things that we'll talk about on the, on the subsequent podcast. But, you know, I, I want to offer that. And maybe there's some coaching um, as well. You know, I, I've enjoyed that. I don't know exactly what it looks like for me, right? Uh, this is my coaching. This is me sharing my experience and the experience of the guests with, with you, the listener. And hopefully you take something from that. You know, and and you're able to move forward in your life, um, but but what I think I, if I had to really distill it down, what am I offering? I'm offering you the opportunity to fix your own shit, right? Um, there's nothing more powerful than when you take on your healing yourself when you don't, right? Push it off and go. And give that power away to someone else. I'm not saying if you break your leg, you shouldn't go to the doctor. Absolutely. But stop going to the doctor for that pill to fix the ailment. You know, there's other ways. And it's about taking in, again, I want to share all the stuff that, you know, all the, the, the protocols and the different things that I've done that, that have helped shape my life um, through this podcast. But, but it's, it's an offering for you, right? Take these things on. Um, and to fix your stuff, to heal yourself, right? Take that power back, right? For too long, we've been giving it away, right? I'm not saying don't go to a retreat. Go to a retreat. Feel in that. Learn. Get coached by someone. Do all that stuff. But when you're there, right, think about this as like going to school. You're, you're getting some tools so that when you're with you, right, right? You can start stripping away all those layers. You can get down to that true nature of who you are, okay? And when you get there, you have the tools, right, to heal and grow and to just be present in that, right, in that being, right? And so that's really, I think, if there is a, you know, some sort of a a, a funnel for for anything, it's really an opportunity for everyone to t- start to take things on themselves, right? And be curious. Fuck. Like, I think, at least, again, from my own experience, I stopped being curious about stuff. I was either, I knew it, or I disagreed with something, and I drew a line in the sand, and it just created so many issues for me, right? But when, when I just come in and I'm curious and I want to hear your side of it, I want to hear your truth, Right? doesn't have to be, again, the absolute truth, but I want to hear your truth. I want to hear you, how you understand it, because you have a, your own experience. I haven't lived your life. I have no idea what it means to be you, right? So if I can come at it, right? I've heard that Peter Crone said that very beautifully, and I'm not going to try to re-articulate that, because few can do it as well as, as, as him, but... We don't understand what it's like to be the person across from us, right? And so, if, again, if we can just share that space and hold that space with them, I think we have a lot to learn, right? There's this idea, right? And I've heard Kyle say this several times, but this idea of plus, minus, and equals. And, and I look at it a couple different ways, right? Plus, there's, there's someone you can always learn from, right? Uh, minus, there's someone you can teach, right? And there's equals, there's someone who is on the level with you, right? And arguably, I would say each person, you can teach them something, they can teach you something, and there's something where you're on the level. And so I think if we can just be open to the learning again, right? And, and, and just tamp down that ego a little bit, because we don't have to fucking know the answers anymore. Like I'm just telling you, right? You guys don't have to No more. You don't need the answers, okay? You're good, Go in with the curiosity, with the wonder, right? That childlike wonder, and see what happens for you, right? I know for me, it's been an amazing experience. I sleep a lot better than I used to, right? So anyway, with that, I'm going to wrap up. We've been, I don't know, a little little longer than an hour, maybe an hour and 10. There was a little part in there I had to cut out because Lenny was going bonk, bonk. But, um, but listen, thanks so much for listening. Um... I had a lot of fun and a lot of fun today. This was a big step for me. So I appreciate you holding space for me um, because I was definitely nervous going in. But um, thank you, Parangi. I channeled. I just trusted Source that this was going to come out as it needed to. And it it came out better than I thought. And so thank you, my brother. Um, And um, so anyway, if you liked what you heard today, please click subscribe. I'm still learning all the lingo here, but um, please click subscribe. Uh, go over to iTunes and leave a five-star, yes, please, five-star uh, review and share this with someone who you think would enjoy it and appreciate it. Maybe take a little something from it, right? And again, just to be clear, I hate the ask. It doesn't feel good to say, hey, subscribe and five-star review and all this and that. Like, But unfortunately, that's the game we have to play as I'm learning in the podcast world, it's all about the the iTunes algorithm. And so without going down that rabbit hole, because I don't think anyone wants to fucking hear about it, you'd be doing me a huge service by doing that, you know? And um, it's my intention to have this be commercial free. And if I ever invite on... Any kind of plug, anything, it will be some in some fashion to pass along those savings to you. I will not personally get anything from it, but it'll be some product or something that I truly believe in and that I use. So you have my word on that. Okay, so my kids will go to college some other way. I think we got that sorted out. So anyway, you can find me on Instagram at BunkerCal, B-U-N-K-E-R-C-A-L. I'm also on Twitter there, but I really, I'm really kind of on Instagram. Please leave a comment. Don't DM me. That's not where I live. Like comments, right? Because a lot of times, if you leave me a comment, someone's going to see that comment. They're going to see our interaction and they're going to gain something from it. If we go offline with the direct message, it's just between us. And I, again, my intention here is to share on a much bigger platform. And so that one on one doesn't really do it for me. And I think. It's hoarding some some what could be some very valuable information for those out there who maybe really need it. So thanks again, so much love to all of you. I'm excited to walk this journey with y'all. Thanks. You've been listening to the Great Unlearn. For more information, please check out the show notes or head on over to thegreatunlearn.com for additional episodes and information regarding events and retreats. If you liked what you heard today, click subscribe and share this with friends that might enjoy our platform. Please leave a five star rating in iTunes as this really helps us spread our message. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bunker Cal and on Facebook as John Callahan. Thanks for listening to The Great Unlearn, and we'll talk soon.